participating in such things it it assumes uh, some existing form of technical literacy or digital literacy yes. and somebody will consider themselves digitally competent because they can navigate their way around let's say facebook not even twitter but facebook but they won't put them in an environment like linkedin in a digital environment Yes, guys, it is the Power Talks with Suna, Ronald, myself. This is a podcast that aims to bring conversations about digital and media business on a record where thought leaders guide and help us to understand the market needs which will shape the industry for the very best at global standards. Myself and the team have created this show not only because we have history in professional digital marketing for brands, but we felt a call to action to share knowledge with industry players that this would be the right thing to provide solutions to aspiring entrepreneurs in the digital landscape hi guys welcome to the show and tonight i have a friend of mine she's called alice chibombo Mm -hmm. i got it correct yes you did all right she is from wikimedia community group for uganda i would presumably call it wikipedia because they're the guys who will assist you I like her energy. She bubbles up with so much energy, uh, very positive and highly uh, tech enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. And tonight on the show, when I was looking out for someone to be on this on this topic, rethinking women in tech, I couldn't think of any other, none other than Alice. Alice, welcome to the show. Thank you so, so much. Um, good day to everybody that's listening in. Yay. As I've already been introduced, my yes. name is Alice Chibombo. I am a volunteer with the Wikimedia Community User Group here in mm. Uganda. And in my other life, I am also a librarian, but my background was in IT. So my first formal job was as a programmer, and then I moved on to database administration. So I like to think I'm in the You're right You're so case. amazing. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how politically correct I would state this, uh-huh. Um Whenever I meet women in tech, uh-huh. like my spirits get high. Like I'm so excited. <laughs> like we have so few of them in mm-hmm. the country. And when you hear someone like you, uh, mm-hmm. whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. especially with the day when I met you, um, I was like, I have to have you on the podcast. That's true. Yes. Um, <laughs> and there's there are few people who know about the existence of people like you yeah. and are like, there needs to be like forums mm-hmm. to celebrate women in tech in Uganda, especially. So um, I thank you that uh, you took this journey, first of all, mm-hmm. that is predominantly with men. Mm-hmm. And um, on tonight's topic, first of all, um, rethinking women in tech. Yep. When I sent you, first of all, um, the topic um, of discussion, what came to your mind? Uh, A lot came to mind because technology is at the intersection of a lot of the things that I have I've done and I'm still doing. It influences a lot of what I'm still doing. And away from my initial roles, it's something that all the other roles I've taken after that have evolved into a lot um, revolves around it. But just to go back to when you were saying women in technology and how rare we are, we are not a unicorn per se. Yes, please. We do exist. Mm. Um, it's just that there's always been this debate, not just in Uganda, but the world over about women in technology. Uh, 
the women that we see and celebrate in technology are actually in positions, you know, of let's say leadership or management. Oh, we do have the UCCED. Exactly. Yes, and then the general criticism is that they do not have a background in technology itself, technology being classified as ICT. And then they think that the real soldiers in the trenches are the people who have the background in, say, software engineering, in systems administration and that. But these are um, things which are just auxiliary to our training, things that we graduate into after. So there's that. There's always been that debate where they say, okay, it's only women in leadership in tech. And then when you see the field in Uganda, the women in technology are actually in financial technology yes, and not in the trenches, you know, writing code and everything. And writing code is good. But it's not the only thing that's actually there. Mm. There are people who you need the expertise of people in, say, digital marketing, mm. in e-commerce, in um, social media, in leveraging. All that is technology-based. Yes, so... I found that I find that there's a lot of disrespect and there's a comment that I read. It had me laughing at a very odd hour, mm -hmm. but it said that uh, for somebody to even say, oh, I've got a blog about technology doesn't necessarily make you a, a, a woman uh, in, in tech. tech exactly. <laughs> and then they, they were saying that all these people who are in things like leadership or areas like digital uh, digital marketing, yes, marketing or content yeah. management what did they talk about uh, us? what uh, what they would call as um being tech adjacent oh like if it were a face. classified yes. ad you'd say you'd classify yourself in tech adjacent but not really tech actually um <laughs> that's quite insightful because when you go on linkedin uh -huh. and you're looking out for some jobs out there like in digital marketing, especially for global brands that you're seeking out for, mm. you'd see that they are, um, they are classifying it to internet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, first of all, I wanted this uh, conversation to be very casual. First of all, get your ideas mm -hmm. uh, to soothe you into the situation. Uh -huh. It's your first podcast, right? Um, not really. Ah, come on. <laughs> I wanted to be the very first one. <laughs> Okay, yeah, first podcast, uh, but first audio production. Mm. No, obviously I've featured yes. in some amateur ones. You have a good ones. voice. Thank you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and um, to take us first of all through uh, my first spiel, how I got to know you, mm -hmm. uh, Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. uh, I come as a person, I, what, how would you classify me? I was white. I, it wasn't a crisis, it was white. It was... Um, <laughs> You were seeking advice. I was seeking advice. <laughs> I could say, okay, let's take it that way. Yeah. And um, I was very impressed and exposed to the things that you guys do. Mm. That you have a place, you have a headquarters. Um, mm. It is our own Kanjita Street. Mm -hmm. Take us through. Um, how uh, do you come into existence mm. of um, a partnership with Wikipedia itself? Mm -hmm. How do you join? Mm -hmm. And um, what do you do? That's it. All right. I'll just uh, first I'll make some a very useful distinction. Mm. Uh, people use Wikipedia and Wikimedia, Wikimedia interchangeably. And I've been always sharing the same mistake. <laughs> and you cautioned me at the start of the podcast. No, that's fine. Uh, it's yes. something that comes with time. It's just that um, let me give uh, an analogy, if possible. The Wikimedia Foundation mm. is the mother of them all mm. 
And under the Wikimedia Foundation, there are different projects that deal with different types of uh, knowledge. Mm. And Wikipedia is the encyclopedia project. Yes. And call it the flagship project. And it is what everybody knows. So in Wikipedia, it is, but there are so many other Wikimedia, projects. There is the news. Uh, there is news. There are books. There is even something for the travel enthusiast. Dictionary, is it? Yes, there is Wiktionary. There is Wikisource that deals it's called with Wiktionary. Yes, that deals with. Uh, with we try to steal all the you know <laughs> the words that you and just append the word wiki because wiki yes. basically means it's it's a Hawaiian word I'm told, but it means a collaborative effort. Mm. So that's the distinction. Wikipedia is just the encyclopedia version and it's not the only thing that as a volunteer you can get uh, involved with because there are some people who are not interested in writing or generating content, but there are people who are interested in, let's say, building databases and they have a whole project for them called Wikidata. And that's happening in Uganda? Yes, it does. Oh, interesting. <laughs> it does. It's just that, um, I'll get back to the question. It's just that the content that this different project deals with, uh, it appeals to different demographics and mm. different locales because there are some things that, um, there's a whole section called GLAM, Galleries, Libraries, Archives, and Museums. And in Africa, they are not so strong. But in Europe, they are. Yes. So the kind of projects that they do are very different from the kind of projects that we do. Mm. Even the demographics themselves, like if you are to go for a major international conference with all the Wikimedians, you'll find that uh, the rest of us that make up the global south are very young. And then the people in the global north that are active in that movement are not that old, but yeah. they are older than us yes. in comparison. Mm. But back to how we started in Uganda, obviously it's free. Anybody can get an account. But, you know, to make things formal, to make things, to even have the social buy-in, you need something that's established. So a group of volunteers came together and they began dealing with the foundation. And this was, I think, uh, they began working together in around 2010, different projects and everything. And the foundation acknowledges that you do not have all the resources to put things together. You know, you'll have things like editathons, you'll have things like projects, trips, you need equipment to make things work. And at this point, you know, you request for funds, but if you went as Ronald and said, okay, by the way, I need funds for this and this, and you can justify the expense, what's there to back you up? How do we know that you are not going to run off with this kind of money? Because it's not little money. It's yeah. not a lot, but yeah. it's not it's not very little. So you could say billions? Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. We, we, I really please, wish. <laughs> you may tell us, you know, we want, we want to know whether you can, we can facilitate the podcast. Well, there's, okay, expression. let's say billions in social capital. <laughs> yeah. But not financial capital. Mm. So these guys, um, uh, a formal establishment was needed, you know, to deal with the Wikimedia Foundation mm. and run projects on behalf of the Wikimedia Foundation. So it's 2010. Here. You're this is 2010. Having foot on ground here in Kampala. Yes, those were my colleagues. I was not here then. I was living in Botswana then. Ah. And uh, I came back years later and I'll go into that story. 
So this this is how it began and uh, I think the core group there was a lady called Erina Mukuta she's very good administratively then there's Geoffrey Kateriga who is very very interested in anything to do with photography because Wikimedia actually has photographic competitions and he's always the one coordinating it and then there was also Douglas Sebagalam Douglas is also very good when it comes to you know just being able to navigate the complexities of organizing stuff so they got together there was also Steve Steven Bokulu I think he is now based in Barara so he helps us coordinate activities that side yeah. and expand our reach nationally so for a long while these were the core members mm. but then there were so many different editors scattered around the country mm. nobody knew who they were you know somebody would tell you somebody from the USA says oh by the way there's this editor so and so but you just don't know who they are and you have to bring this collectiveness to bring you uh, in an ideal under. situation yes that is what we would want but it's hard you know this is a voluntary thing mm. and um people are scattered people have competing interests so if you ask him to invest a day of his time and effort to come to Kampala for a training it's got to be worth his while so that's one of the challenges we've been facing so when the core group goes along we begin coordinating activities and then how i got involved is i'd always had an account on wikipedia and i was editing but i did not know that there was actually an administrative side behind it and one day well i'm at work somebody comes to the library and i didn't even really pay him any attention and then he told me that he had been speaking to my boss and whatever it is that he was telling my boss my boss really did not have okay, she didn't know what to do just to be respectful she didn't know what to do with mm. him so she sent him to the library and said oh go to the library it's always Alice who deals with that kind of knowledge or this kind of thing and when he came he introduced himself he had just attended a regional conference for african wikimedians in ghana it's called wiki indaba and i take this opportunity to let you know that we'll be hosting it next Yay, year that's <laughs> a good achievement in uganda <laughs> after the elections right yeah oh, in november Oof, it was supposed better. to be this year yes. but because everybody knows about how many pandemic. countries are you inviting Uh, as many african wikimedians as are there that will have successfully gotten scholarships to attend or that can be sponsored by their local bodies but then even other wikimedians the world over normally come their chapters sponsor them so anyway when he came he explained what it is they were up to and I was interested so it was a coincidence of once so that's where you get handpicked uh scouted I could say to uh <laughs> join the group right this is where I insert myself into the situation okay, actually look at you because at that point um with time different projects came and I discovered that my strengths were in identifying content and just presenting it so let me call myself a content manager let yes, me please. self appoint myself mm-hmm. uh, no, for please. that no please it's it's what you do i've seen what you do and <laughs> yeah. it's amazing it's brilliant excellent work you do yeah thank you very much so i was the one identifying topics and content well the rest brought in their skills their administrative skills their financial skills and with that sort of team then we were able to handle projects and one of the projects that i really have 
dear at heart it adjust it addresses the gender disparity in wiki not just in wikimedia but the world over exactly and it is called wiki loves women it's still ongoing i love the fact that you had you do have um that division mm-hmm. and um looking at technology in- innovations and companies startups you name it mm-hmm. there's been that talk and debate about mm-hmm. gender inclusion and mm-hmm. finding um ways on how you can bring in more women mm-hmm. uh, diversity groups yeah and um when i see wikipedia in uganda having wikimedia sorry itself mm-hmm. having such a project mm-hmm. um it draws us uh, to positivity on where the future is heading especially in Uganda mm-hmm. how many women are in wikimedia here uh no on the projects like handling on projects. the projects yes, you can give a, a percentage <laughs> okay i will not give a number so that this won't be embarrassing yeah. but the percentage is very very ni- minimal mm. obviously it could be higher but there are challenges especially the fact and that and it's all over alice it's all over so it's, it's okay all over. yes please. yeah it's all over but you see what worries me i wouldn't say worried and it doesn't keep me awake at night but it's a moot point um It's not that women are not interested. Yes. They are, but the percentage that's interested mm. is so little. And this is the illustration I always give. You could put lipstick on a pig and they would still not be interested in how it transforms the pig into a beauty. So there's a lack of interest, but then also in my interaction with a great number of people, I've noticed that there is a lot of technical illiteracy because participating in such things it affu- it assumes uh, some existing form of technical literacy or digital literacy yes. and somebody will consider themselves digitally competent because they can navigate their way around let's say facebook not even twitter but facebook but they won't put them in an environment like linkedin in a digital environment Yes. And there'll be nothing and home to write about. And you would argue correctly that um technology actually is also um removing some jobs from women. Some research I was reading about that. Yes. About 100 women, 100 million women yes. could find their jobs displaced by automation unnecessarily. Yes, that's true. Uh, if although you look at other industries when you when you see um because women come off to me i i've grown up of course to see women with a lot of humility mm. so they're invested in places like hospitality mm-hmm. so when you have tech covering up that slot robots exactly women may be displaced and uh it takes us to um how you guys especially your current position mm. um how did you find how did you f- get this love to be in this space did you look at maybe out I would I would presumably mm-hmm. say were well, you prophesying or oh, you know what I think tech is the future so let me get into this industry how does it come about how how do you get into the tech sphere and the love what um share with us especially the fact that you mentioned about you traveling to Botswana mm-hmm. I know you are a traveler mm-hmm. uh share with the audience please okay um how I got into technology it was a very roundabout way 
you know, I wasn't this kind of kid who knew, you know, these people who at seven years know what they want to be. Heck, even at this age, I still don't know what I want to be. But yes. maybe in the future, I would like to work with uh, digital archives for a company, let's say like Supersport, because that c- content interests yes, me. Please. But back to the topic. Yes, and we have a, a Supersport <laughs> lady. I'm forgetting her name there. Um, she's in Asha. Sp- yes, Asha. <laughs> yeah. I met her once. And uh, she's, uh, she's very, she, she's aggressive. She's all about everything yes. that she does. Yes. Yeah, she works in a very cutthroat field. Yes. So kudos to her. But anyway, um, I was always about collecting content and classifying it and all that kind of thing. So Yeah, we're talking about your seven for, years of age. You're trying to identify yeah. yourself, self-recovery. So I, I, to tell you the truth, I can't even give you a backstory of how I got into e-commerce in mm. programming. But I know that um, I went and I sat in class and I did it and I was good. I had the aptitude for it and I was very interested. I mean, I would sit for days on end debugging code. It wasn't a big deal to me. But then as time went on, I said, no, there's got to be more than this. And database administration is what appealed to me. And when I look at some of the things or the goals that I had maybe 10 years ago, I'd wanted to be a top-notch database administrator. What, pro- <laughs> what, 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 um, what put you in that spot of looking at da- data, um, data, what, um, whatever, data, pardon me? Uh-huh. Database data, administration. Yes, administration. Um, well, um, did you see someone doing it? How do you get exposed to that industry? It's, uh, how can I put it? It is more of what goes on in there that interests me. It appealed to the things that interested me at that point because, I mean, how you look, let me just give an example. Uh, when they talk about redundancy, redundancy of data simply meaning how available and how quick is data available to somebody. Just imagine if you're to go and book a flight right now, uh, let's say on Ke- at, uh, at Kenya Airways, it doesn't matter and all these details are confirmed. So it doesn't matter where which office of Kenya Airways is, they yes. automatically know that Ronald has booked a flight. And I looked at, at it and said, okay, that's interesting. I mean, how do people actually do this thing? So I got interested in one, building the structures that can bring the data. And then not just building the structures, but, oh, well, there's no other way of putting it, but manipulating <laughs> or just setting guidelines or portals about who can access what mm. and how. And that really interested me because, yeah, we live in the information age, but not all information is for everybody. I mean, even if it were me, I really don't want to go online and see everything. I only want to see what's relevant to me. But somebody has to create that sort of access to me. I think that kind of... um that kind of desk mm. uh i would say that i see very many women mm-hmm. first of all enrolling into that kind of uh position that kind of you know sco- scholarship you know mm. um education i could say mm-hmm. a program i could say mm-hmm. um are we having many women as i'm i'm I, i'm thinking right now mm-hmm. or is it like dominated by men um if you're going to go into formal education mm. and just looking at the numbers that are being enrolled, 
then I would say yes. But you see, again, there's a lie with those numbers. Because as many people as enroll, then very many people also drop out along the way. So the real test, the real proof of how lasting this is, is going to go down to how many women are actually active. Because um, I always say you don't even have to get out and do this, but you're going to find that the elements of what you learned are things that you're actually going to transfer into your job. Nobody's going to come out and say straight up that you're a systems administrator. And I love the fact that you identified that technology can be, you know, uh, accelerate whatever mm-hmm. you studied. Mm-hmm. You understand? Because mm-hmm. uh, you... You did quad, yes. I did yeah, but, <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, by the Wikipedia, uh-huh. it has that coding bit. It does. Just so you know, um, it runs on a platform called Wikibase that has thousands of developers exactly. and very many of the good developers that I know are actually female, mm. and uh, they're from Cameroon. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Why is that? Why is that? So why Cameroon? I do not know. Really, I can't tell. Because even when you look at how uh, duties and stuff are distributed across the Wikimedia family in Africa, especially. It's the females from West Africa who are really into running oh, the I base. Know about, I, I know about the West African situation. Yeah. In the, hey. We've talked about it over and over <laughs> on this podcast. So yeah, I know the economies of scale. I, I know how developed it is that region. Yeah. But yeah, when you're talking about um, how you can use tech to advance your, um, your, your skill set and mm. your passion, mm. here we are, a librarian, mm-hmm. a person who... Uh, archives data mm. you're finding ways on how uh, tech can improve your skills and then you get into wikipedia mm-hmm. maybe you could uh, also um have a trajectory that you had a backup which was history of coding and it mm. is that what is that the missing puzzle for many women out there to be in tech what's going to take us to have many women in tech that maybe they need to have a background of tech or they just need an awareness about mm-hmm. uh, the utilizations of these um, technologies that can shape, you know, um, sh- shape their skills and enter into these companies like Wikimedia. You know okay. I mean? um, yes, indeed. There's the awareness. But you see, you could have all the awareness, but if you do not have the interest, one, and the aptitude, in that order, then you might be pissing in the wind, so to speak, because uh, um, there's being made aware. I mean, when I look at all the people I've studied with, all the females that I've studied with, and I do not see many of them still running the course. For me, I think I wouldn't call myself a chameleon, but I'm constantly evolving on that. So it also takes interest and aptitude. Because if you're not interested in making this thing work, then what are we up to? You have to look at uh, the existing situation and the challenges that it presents. And then you begin thinking along those lines. And then the aptitude comes with how am I going to surmount this challenge? Because you could do a cursory Google search, but you need to have some underlying idea of how do I really want this thing to come out or look like at the end. And the solutions are not so fancy or lofty. It could even be something as simple as leveraging a Google form. Mm. 
And then as you're doing it, you say, okay, I need to apply some branching logic to it. So awareness is crucial. And I think, and I thank all the players so far that they've really done a lot when it comes to awareness. Now it's up to the audience to take this thing up because the interest might be there and might be exciting in the beginning, but then to stay up till the very end. And then the aptitude also. <laughs> I get it. I get, I get a silence. Uh, you've just talked about the regions and in Africa, you could see that uh, the West African regions and the mm. South Africa, actually just to be specific, mm. Cameroon, Ghana, Nigeria, South Africa, mm. and here our neighbors, Kenya, they are really um, advanced when it comes to, um, let's say, um, the, the whole economy, the whole industry. Mm -hmm. They're really advanced. So, they are, and, in comparison. Uh, exactly. So in Uganda, um, what is lacking? What, uh, what do you think is missing um, to shape the conversations, besides the conversations, but uh, to uplift women in tech? What do you think should be done? Because you have had like a uh, first hand, mm. you've seen it wherever you've been traveling. Um, you just have to by the share with us why were you heading to Botswana or other countries <laughs> or Cameroon? But yeah, uh, uh, what do you think is missing in Uganda uh, as far as uh, other regions are concerned, and what are other uh, what are the uh, neighbors of ours doing that we are not doing? Um, I don't think it's anything that's missing because in my interaction with various Ugandans that are actually involved in this field, people are good and not just good. They are very, very, very good. In fact, they excel. I mean, put in another field, they really excel. But perhaps what's needed is a, a merge, a gelling of so many things. Because like I said, it's not really only about tech, it's about coding. Tech is a, is an intersection for so many things in that environment. Yes, so you'll have the people who code working in isolation, then the people who do the digital experiencing, the digital experience and the marketing working in isolation. Yes. And ev every one of them is a. Uh, uh, how can I put it in Luganda? We say sita kange, like mm. they are all about mm. guarding their mm. little space. Mm. And then you'll find that actually all they have to do is get together. It is not as simple as, oh, by the way, I'm interested in this. I'm interested in that. It's not just about getting together and having something. It's also about the goodwill. Mm. And then... The funding, that one is always going to be a constant. Yeah. But like I said, some of these things don't have to really be lofty. Mm -hmm. Some of these things are just very down-to-earth solutions. You know, they don't really have to be lofty. But it's uh, more about the goodwill and the getting together for people just to combine the individual That's talents. That's how the communities and the communities maybe will also uh, attract the investment, you could say. That's it, because you attract more as a collective than as an individual, then, uh, because what you have then, the, the current, the current uh, landscape is dominated by, you know, competitions. Yes. And then, oh, we want this Microsoft Cup. We want this at the Innovation Hub. And, and it's all good, but then where's the sustainability after this? Because you'll find infighting, and then it's like, oh, by the way, he stole that idea. Then you have a duplication of efforts along the board, and 
but they are all just technically skilled. They are not managerially skilled. They are not administratively skilled. Mm. And yet there are people who have this background whose strengths actually lie in in that area and when they could talk, get together. Thank you so much, Alice. When we talk about um, communities, we've had, um, we've had this new urban sh- uh, spiel of uh I could say advocates of women empowerment <laughs> and it's the, exactly and feminism here we come we are here feminist social justice warriors exactly <laughs> we it's it's the women's world <laughs> are you a feminist the future is female, yes, the future is female. Are, are you a feminist I would not classify myself so but I identify with a lot all right yeah um have they done any good? Because we need talking about like maybe we need to have more communities, more communities to change uh, the social um, analogy of women need to be together or com- or communities in um, these uh, professional fields. You could say because mm-hmm. uh, they are they're, first of all there are parallel distinctions of uh, how we can um, improve uh, the empowerment, whether it starts socially to uh, remove uh, that pessimistic thinking of maybe women are weak mm -hmm. or um, we just uh, bring all our guns together to build muscle into maybe a vehicle that uh, will uh, produce, let's say, uh, Wikimedia, you know, female members joining more into the uh, community or, yeah. Mm -hmm. So first of all, because I'm so myself mm-hmm. i'm a feminist okay. um, <laughs> however i also don't like the other feminists who are always like you know uh shunning men you know I, I just, well the, exactly. I, I think you're talking about the nazi feminists exactly <laughs> so, feminazis yeah but, but then i would want to see women empowered i would want mm-hmm. to see women changing the world however mm-hmm. the conversations need to be understood what should we attack first professionalism or the social bit the social behavior the social uh, understanding of women as a whole one of the challenges about working in technology as a woman is you're never taken seriously and that could be a casual statement but it's something so 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 real you're never ever taken seriously you say that with two nevers yes uh, because it has happened to me and I'll just give an example. Uh, we were developing something and we were supposed to present it. And it so happens that on that day, I was the only woman in a boardroom of around 10 people. And I'd gone along with a man that I was working with. Never mind that I was the one showing him the ropes and everything. And then you'd hear the men that we were presenting to when it came to time to illustrating and demonstrating, doing the practical demonstration, you know, where you walk around and you say, okay, this on the computer, this is how it works. This is the primary key and all that kind of thing. And then you'd hear somebody talking with zero chills telling his neighbor and say, can you do it guy? Yeah, but I'm going to give it a couple of months. I didn't really think a lot about it at that point. Yeah. But now when I think about it, when I hear, when I th- think about it in retrospect, then I know that, yeah, it is act- when women everywhere in technology say that they are never taken seriously. That is, this is this is one of the challenges. Then the other thing also, you know, you'd go for an interview and then after they've said everything, they begin throwing biological facts at you like, um, Kakati, if you take this job, you know, 
ogenda kuzala mm. tusigadewa <laughs> yeah. but anyway let's move away from that you asked about should we concentrate on the social perception or the professionalism yeah. these things well they don't necessarily go hand in hand they actually run parallel to each other so each one has to be tackled by whoever can in that dimension there there are women or men or policies that are actually going to advocate for this kind of inclusion and that is welcome i mean there are people whose strengths are in advocacy and then there is the professionalism you know the quality standards the practice even just developing the curriculum and uh, creating the environment that women in which women can thrive that will also be need, that will also have to be tackled by people for example me who are in the trenches hmm. right now so that is something those are things that are going to have to be handled in parallel simultaneously by people who have strengths in these respective fields interesting yeah and um you've seen this behavior across wherever you traveled mm. or it's just in here in Uganda no not in Uganda even in Europe mm. even in Europe uh I'll still give another example of uh, a friend I had and uh she was working in her head of department was female and this lady she was also a developer and she was working but her desk or the room where they used to sit i think she was only one female in a group of around maybe 10 12 men and each of them were from different countries some were from iran and i say that because i'll get to that some were from india and some were from um eastern europe and she was black she was a black she was a female and this was a woman in tech and it didn't matter how good she had been back home there were things that were always going to play against her uh simply because of the social perception and everything you know somebody will say oh that java that you did is wrong java is java everywhere programming languages are the same everywhere so you can't honestly put your hand to your heart and say that what she studied in africa or what she's been practicing in africa is wrong but it got to a point where um, her only role was debugging she wasn't even allowed near the code and i found that a bit sexist but it could be that um the people from these countries come from very highly patriarchal societies so it influenced their behavior towards her which was not the case when they were working with white females in tech they tended to have just a little bit more of respect but it was still there the undertones were there mm. so it exists everywhere regardless and and, and uh, yes we can testify from a lot of news we've had uh, in texts this year of um 
especially places like the Ubers and I don't want to talk about a company that I may be working for in the next you know month. <laughs> but <laughs> you'll get her. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um those are companies where we see there's also sexual harassment and all that. Mm. Sexism is all over the place. And but now I would appreciate also that there's a lot of that is being done. Mm. However, there are people. Uh, you see, when Kanye West came out, uh, I, I like Kanye West for the music, yes. But also I follow him because there's a time mentorship where mentorship. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I, I did like where he says. Um, this is quite controversial, but he says, "The slavery was a choice in America." <laughs> Some people, <laughs> but um, I think it gets back to people who mm. are a bit pessimistic about themselves. Mm. You know, when you're a sadist and even when an opportunity opens up, you don't see it. You start beating about yourself like, oh, I'm a woman. You can't see the trees for the forest. Because I find sometimes it like puts women behind the doors that we want to see them like be like open. Uh, they're, they're actually, when you speak about that, I won't even speak about Kanye West's comments. I reserve yes, my, my comments uh, no, on no, that. No, but what I was trying to stretch your words <laughs> about. Yeah, I yes, know. Uh, but uh, there also, so, are also confidence issues, especially when it comes to women. There are confidence issues in that sphere. Never mind that you have your own confidence issues. Um, in my case... No, confidence has never been yeah, a problem. It never, it can, uh, it <laughs> I've never been in short yes, supply of yes. that. But it doesn't mean that there aren't times that I've, I've been knocked down, yes. really. But uh, there's a confidence issue, especially when it comes to the women. And you will actually find that at times the cause is a bit self-defeating because you'll find that the women who've made it in technology are going to be basing or judging the coming generation using the standards of the things that they actually went through. Mm. So if somebody actually comes and raises an issue, uh, a veteran, let me put it in quotes, a veteran would be, they might empathize, no, not even empathize, they might sympathize, but they would dismiss it or they would simplify it and be like, ah, ah, no, you have to wear your big girl pants and everything, but something is happening. Mm. Something is happening and not just happening, something that has the potential to have a negative impact on what this young female is going to be doing and even sharing it with these kind of people. So you'll find that at times the cause is self-defeating because the veterans aren't really so accommodating of people who are getting into the industry and they're going to measure our present struggles basing on the struggles that they themselves had. Times have changed, but some of the struggles still remain. Yeah, that's a fact, for yeah. sure. And um, before we conclude this, I want, first of all, I want uh, you to take an opportunity to share with us mm-hmm. um, the works that you're doing and mm-hmm. also the opportunities that can be available for females who are listening, female, especially the female audience here. Mm. It'd be very impressive to know that uh, they finally like, enrolled. <laughs> uh, but uh, you're highly confident, which you've shared with us. <laughs> I know you are a lady of not just Wikimedia. You do so many other various yeah. things. Like, traveling around the world. Share with us those things. And what do you do in other countries, please? Um, I'd always... I didn't I didn't grow up here. I only came back um I think when I was going to high school. 
But then for me, I wanted to see the world. I just wanted to, I, I don't know, I can't put any gloss on that motivation. And I wanted to see the world. So I tended to take opportunities as and when they came in. Some opportunities didn't work out. Some ended in tears. Some are nothing to write home about, mm. but I wish that's a story for another day. But uh, when it comes to the things that I've been doing and how I've evolved to who I am currently, um, it has it, it, it has been a very roundabout way, like I shared with you. I like to think I'm an accidental Wikimedian. Mm. Uh, but even as I speak right now to you, some of my biggest opportunities have come from engaging with Wikimedia. Uh, as a librarian, I apply my professional skills in the Wikimedia with some of the projects. And because of the evolving nature of work, this has created, how can I say, new categories of Wikimedians. And there's something called a Wikipedian in residence, basically an individual attached to an organization that helps the organization align its uh, work and its um, policies and everything to the work that Wikimedia does and basically bring them into the open knowledge movement. Yeah. So as a librarian... I had the opportunity to be, or I have the opportunity to be the current Wikipedian in residence with AFLIA. Uh, AFLIA is African Library Information Institutions and Associations, and it's based in Ghana. So technology is providing me the opportunity to mm -hmm. work remotely. Mm -hmm. And But basically how I'm involved with that is training at least 300 librarians across the continent of Africa in the emerging technologies that Wikipedia provides and bringing them into this landscape because the work I do as a librarian is just an extension of what Wikimedia does, albeit in a different environment. Yes, please, yeah. So those are some of the opportunities. But then... Okay, it feels so good seeing the money that comes from that on my account because mm. it's a professional position. Yes. But then again, I've also had the opportunity to meet and work with a diverse range of people that I would never have because everybody that is interested in anything is welcome into the Wikimedia fraternity. So you'll find some people strictly contribute content about history, others about sport, others about gender, any subject under the sun. Like this is the total sum of human knowledge. So that's another of the opportunities. These opportunities were not manifest in the beginning. They just began presenting themselves. And I must say, as the Nigerian said, I shined my eyes and um, these things were right there in front of me. And I said, okay, um, are Ugandan? And I'm a librarian. And when I look at my fellow Ugandan librarians, not very many of us are willing to go out on a yeah. limb. So I said I I used that to where, my advantage. Where, where did you grow up from? I grew up in Kenya. So um, did it have any effect of your global um, now, I could say, 
outlook outlook <laughs> identity because you are no it was just uh out of no it's i think it's just circumstances that saw my parents living and working there at that point so in you're time Ken- you're kenyan you're kenyan well i have a kenyan birth certificate okay. <laughs> but i'm a Ugandan. Ugandan. yeah but it's um i think it's the environment at home and the and what i was seeing from my parents so i don't think my not having grown here had an effect on how i see things it was simply the environment at home interesting yeah um i think also that takes us back to charity begins at home and also your background so it's so important to see how females will change the narratives in the industry mm-hmm. um something that parents actually i think now should adopt to uh looking at the things that you expose to your kids especially the girl child but then there's also another thing that i didn't mention that uh has kind of for me it works to my advantage i've grown up around women so it's only when i think about it right now there are really no distinctions about what i was able to do or what i wasn't able to do um the last of five girls and most of my parents their 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 friends had girls only mm. and then i was going to schools that had girls and these girls were very competent and everything so i never had a conversation like oh by the way she's talking about the missile crisis in cuba as if she's a man no 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 this was simply something that you shared after yeah. class or you went to the library yeah. and checked out in a magazine and everything it's only after i'd been out of school is when i began seeing these realities so at times i think that my perception is a bit selfish because at times people say things and say oh i can't relate with that i can't identify with that but that was the lot that was the set of circumstances that i had yeah. but i can still look at some things and say okay that happened but to sit back and say okay that happened because i was female i've gotten to a point where i've been so close to saying that and then i've had to check myself yeah, yeah. interesting yeah. interesting um the opportunities first of all a burning question i know the audience may be having mm-hmm. what would it take for you to get me a wikipedia page <laughs> <laughs> in the digital marketing uh, in the uh, digital marketing industry a wikipedia page leads to verification because just something there and it's like highly uh, a regarded source of you know a factual you know credible, well, credible that, source well so. that's an acknowledgement mm. then of how influential wikimedia is and yes. that it's being acknowledged yes um I you know if it were up to me to decide what goes up there yes. I mean even my parents would have a page yeah. but <laughs> it's a community of volunteers so there's this set of guidelines and things or requirements that uh, something has to fulfill before it can actually be considered and when you're writing especially about leaving people mm. there's something called notability yes. not notability by association that you see ronald is bebe cool's friend yes. so you're notable by association uh, yeah. no 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 <laughs> you need to um how can i put it to be notable yes, in your own right obviously notability is very very different because you know i'll give an example like you know the the singer sarah short yes please when we were doing the wiki loves women program 
uh, project. Sarah, short for us in Uganda, she is notable mm. not because of her of her physical stature, but we see her on the stage. I mean, she's she's part of the fabric of Kadongo Kamoyam, and then somebody. You 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 you'd put up a page about her, and then it's nominated for deletion because they say that um, maybe she's not covered in sources. We'll come to that, but because something like you can't really you know credit her for having come up against all these odds despite her physical stature, because I think she's affected by dwarfism. Yeah. So notability is the first, first thing. So if you came to me as Ronald and said, hey, Alice, I want to have a page. First of all, you can't canvas for it. Yeah. But if we're having an off-the-record conversation, I'd say, so Ronald, what makes you notable? Yes. And then you say, I'm this and this. And then I say, point me to the sources. Mm. And most people are what going are to say... What are these sources? Uh -huh, most people will say, yeah, you know, uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and everything... But for Wikipedia, these are not admissible sources because these are self-published. Yes, self so if Chameleon were to point me, let's say, to his um, Facebook page, his fans are there singing his praises. This is not objective. Yes. But point me to an article like, uh, let's say, in the New Vision. And I'm, it's not that I'm endorsing New Vision. Yes. Yeah. Because I think a, that's mm -hmm. also you have like a determination of credible sources, right? Exactly, and they must be, you know, they must be covered. Um, the, 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 whatever the source is, it must have covered them independently. It's not an article where Ronald is saying, "Yeah, by the way, I was with Chameleon in S3 at Kawempe High." Yes. Like he's just mentioned as a by the way. So the sources need to be independent and they need to be reliable. <laughs> And this is where information literacy comes in. So Even as a reader, you look at it and say... Mm. So you've mentioned New Vision as one of the credible sources. What other sources? Um, Normally, we recommend newspapers, the mainstream newspapers. Obviously, if you're writing about Trump, you'd have issues mm. with you quoting the Washington Post. Okay. <laughs> but, okay, newspapers. Um, You've got journals. Yes. Yeah. You've got uh, published sources, you know, let's say lifestyle magazines. Mm. But um, when it comes to blogs, there's this contention about blogs. You know, blogs. Um, Self-promotional. Very, very many times they are, very many yeah. times they are, especially at times, you know, some of it is paid content. Yes, please. But there's a whole list of recommended sources out there, but social media is not one of them. So if you exist on social media and you know the basis of your existence is on social media, we are not saying that you're not notable. But the sources that you're going to point us you, to you, you not are not admissible. Yeah. Wikipedia so there's, there's, there's that above all. But that is when it comes to the biographies of living persons. Yeah. But then also, you know, companies also want to put themselves there. And at times it's so easy to detect that this is a promotional piece. And, you know, somebody says, this and this is the leading, this and this, because we ask in Wikipedia that you let the facts speak for themselves. So that if I go to the source you pointed me, I'm like, oh, okay, by the way, this company is notable, it's leading, but let me make that opinion 
as the reader. It's not a place to put your opinions. Impressive. I hope there's a time whereby there's a running program. Mm-hmm. First of all, to teach people about the Wikipedia, um, uh, the facts and checks on what, how we to create a page and stuff like that. We are always willing. It's just that people don't show up. Do they have to come to the office, schedule an appointment? How do they do it? Um, at times, somebody can schedule a one-on-one. But we also have editor thorns you know where we say the theme is this please come we'll be at a certain place and we'll go through the basics so we'll find that we impart that knowledge there but our challenge is the reception the buy-in because people come with all sorts of notions and disabusing them of these notions is also now another work it's another thesis altogether Mm. but uh just even the turn up just getting people interested in coming so just bringing the people in i i don't know how to make it more attractive than it currently guys, is guys <laughs> uh Tanja street alliance bukoto street, bukoto street sorry plot 52 okay plot 52 mm-hmm. uh what's the building uh it's just opposite jibu water it's the building that houses alliance francais and the gute centrum kampala yeah. and uh our offices are in the library of the gute centrum simply because the wikimedia foundation the world over has a local partnership with all gute institutes and Zentrums. gute the guys the germany is, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, friend, yeah the german Sina, cultural yeah. institution yeah interesting uh, yeah. guys i've quite had enough knowledge about wikipedia <laughs> thank you for sharing but i would want you to conclude maybe uh your sentiments about maybe uh, the direction towards women empowerment or rethink women in technology any final any final words um you would want to share with the audience please um not really words just thoughts because i tend to have uh, lots of random thoughts and these are not my last words anyway on this mm. um i mentioned before that somebody um to be able to navigate the world that technology presents as a woman needs some form of interest and not just uh, your personal circumstances so you will need to be interested but the other thing is if it's don't just you know skirt on the fringes and say I'm female therefore I'm going to go with my lord and it's my lord you know it's females who are going to uh, t- bring me out of this predicament if it's even a predicament mm. to say so um right now as it is we find that the men are very good at what they do and speaking from experience it's men in this industry who have shown me the way So there's no shame or harm working with them. Very many of the men in the technical Yay, in the technological industry like yes, <laughs> are actually willing to share yes. their knowledge and I think at this point I'll mention my mentor. One of my mentors is called Alan Rakatungu. Mm. Very very unassuming and quiet you didn't even know he's in the room. Mm. But he actually showed me the ropes yeah. in this industry so that's it for you guys um make sure that uh you subscribe or to follow her do you are you on social on social media yes Please. i am do you mind um, them following you <laughs> <laughs> well i'm a social media recluse so you'll see my name on facebook as alice chibombo but i you know if you sent me a friend request in november i'll probably respond to it in april of next year how fast can we get to you <laughs> i'm more active on twitter Mm. And my Twitter handle is at Oakakalamu. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. That's a nice one. Anyway, uh 
I'm I'm at official sooner and hashtag power talks. Yeah. Uh, podcast uh, mm-hmm. for any reviews, any comments. Would love to hear from you. I'm gonna share links below on uh, Alice's social media handles, and also please enroll into Wikimedia program. Mm-hmm. She's just addressed um, some some like um, reasons why women are held back, and the opportunities that sh- that are endless and global. You can the become world like is her. your oyster. Exactly. So, guys, from me. From today, uh, I sign out. Um, thank you for listening to this podcast. It's been quite a wonderful journey for 2020. I hope to hear from you this coming year because we have so many amazing plans. Mm-hmm. And I hope Alice will be back. Yes, <laughs> by two. all means. Yes. Um, so thank you so very much for my producer, uh, Davin himself. He does the production and audio editing. He's the mastermind of everything here. So salute from us, guys. And cheers. On to the next one. Until next year.